Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of First and Last. My name is Josh, and with me this week, I've got Joe. Hey, man. Hi, Joe. Yo. What's up? Not much. All right. Good podcast. And we'll see you after after that. And goodbye. Uh, You know, you got any worldviews or anything you want to discuss? Worldviews? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're just buying time because we like we're missing a third person, so we're just trying to fill in the air. Although last time it was just the two of us, we went like 90 minutes on the rock. Yeah, <laughs> I I I loved it when you were like last time. You're like, there's only two of us. We got time, and I go, I don't know why you think only two of us <laughs> means this is gonna be shorter. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's like less dilly dallying, and we just get into the meat of it. I think it added dilly dallying. If I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> More dallying, yeah. Maybe less dilly. Mm. I like a dilly. I like a dilly bar. I do like a dilly bar. <laughs> I do. I do. Mm. Uh, what's what's hot this week? Like uh, just in the world and news. I don't know. See, that's that's the thing. That's the problem is I don't have any more news. I don't someone, know. I mean, I I'm sideways talking about what's in the news, but like someone told me that. Um, Henry Kissinger was dying uh, and I was just like I literally did not know that he was still alive <laughs> I, yeah I he died I think, he died yeah, like he, today yesterday or yeah, something as of recording he died like today <laughs> or yesterday and I I didn't know he was dying I just heard he died and I went he was alive <laughs> yeah exactly um, but that's the sort of thing that like two years ago how how long has Twitter sucked? Uh, <laughs> how long has it been available? Yeah, yeah. since 2007. <laughs> um, but in the before times, when I used to check it more, like this is a thing that I would know about. But now I just, I don't know these things. And like, I thought about trying to, like I went on like Reddit today to be like, is there like a, should I be following like r slash news? But then I like looked at some of the top posts on r slash news and I was just like, this isn't news. This is just like nonsense. This is stupid. Yeah. It's just a lot of, um, I don't know. It, it's, I don't trust the, the larger a subreddit is, the more nonsense it is. Right. And r slash news is huge. <laughs> Yeah, it's you need to be like r slash uh, Henry Kissinger news. <laughs> yeah, what are, what are we looking for? And then you'll know. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's 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 something <laughs> that I found out yesterday. You know the band Limp Biscuit? Uh, familiar? You ever yeah. heard? You ever heard of them before? I've broken stuff from time uh, to time. You know that uh, that wackadoo man Wes Borland? Yeah, what's he up to? Good Dude, stuff, I hope. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video because it, it was like a the thumbnail was this just very average, normal looking man with this giant like oh like a, a twist to, like mustache. Okay, like he could have like twisted it up, but it was just kind of like really well groomed, just a big old mustache. Okay, and he just was like, "I'm just like a middle aged guy, and I play guitar." Okay. And then I was like, "What is this?" And uh-huh. then it was like Wes Borland like takes you through his like collection oh my god it was like 45 minutes and i probably watched 20 of it and i should have stopped way earlier really but i was just watching it and i was like this is what wes 
Borland looks like now. I guess. Because, I mean, I only recognize him as, you know, being like half black paint and half white paint and like a demon yeah. man playing guitar next crazy to Fred Durst. contacts, crazy hair. And he was just like the nicest soft, like soft spoken man. Just being like, I bought this amp, uh, like, I don't know, in 22. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I used it on a couple records and just I, total like dad. And energy. I did this and he, yeah, he just had <laughs> just great dad energy <laughs> And he just went through a bunch of stuff, and it was just weirdly interesting, not only just because I'm like, man, I only know you as just, like, crazy costume guy. Yeah. And you are so normal <laughs> right now. Because their heyday was 20 years ago, so he's just, yeah. like... He did, like, solo stuff or di- other music, I guess, uh-huh. which I'm like, I really... I think I was like, do I want to find that and, like, and see, see what this is all about? way weird, right? Yeah, it's probably really weird. But he <laughs> did talk about, like... He was like an art student or something like that. And mm-hmm. he was going for some degree. Yeah. And then clearly. he was like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, and then it got derailed because like we got signed. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he said it kind of like mad. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, well, and I wanted to keep going. So that's why like I look insane all of like. Because he just wanted to do his art. Because he was just doing art like his like using his art degree mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. So it was very interesting, but I'm just like, oh, wow, what's Borland? Which, like, the, like, 38% of Limp Biscuits' appeal is West Borland, I would say. That might be even under. 25% is the Nookie. <laughs> the Nookie? <laughs> Come on. Um, but, yeah, it's, when you think of Limp Biscuit, it's Fred Durst, his whole persona, for, for better or worse, um, the music itself, mm-hmm. and then hey, they have a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, right. And that weird guy is just very normal underneath all of that paint. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. I feel like I'm like, oh, I want to just have a conversation with West Borland. Yeah, it sounds great. I don't want to see Fred Durst's collection of anything. Yeah, I don't care about anything that Fred Durst really has. To say. No, I bet it's terrible. Whatever it is, <laughs> I bet his yeah, but his Pokemon cards suck. I hear he does stuff now and he like has like costumes and he changes and he like looks like old man Fred Durst and then he changes into like other things or what. I don't know. He does weird stuff now. That's great. But I mean, just Limp Bizkit probably still has like some sort of like, they're probably on their 10th like farewell tour. Probably. I mean, yeah, we're of like of the demographic now where like any band that was big when we were in high school is now doing their like 20th anniversary tour. Yeah. Which is great. Which is amazing. And I'm glad to be part of that demographic. Glad to be part (laughs) of, uh, old people going to shows. Yeah. Uh, through the lens of anybody in high school or college. Yeah. I want that nostalgia. I also want, um, you know, movies and TV to, you know, sell me on like nineties nostalgia. I'm ready for it. I remember seeing Bumblebee. This was when did Bumblebee come out? Like maybe like twenty fourteen or something. The one like that. starring John Cena. He was in a he was in a Transformer, was he? He was. I don't remember if he I honestly don't remember if he was in Bumblebee or not. It's really not probably important. not if I don't remember him, right? But well, like you it's, probably couldn't see him. It's based. yeah, I didn't see him at all. Uh it's it's based in the eighties and it's just very like Every five seconds, it's just like, hey, remember this thing from the 80s? Hey, remember this thing from the 80s? Yeah. And, like, I'm just sitting there kind of, like, rolling my eyes. Uh, But my brother-in-law, who's 10 years older, is just, like, 
laughing and like pointing at everything <laughs> and i'm just i wasn't even mad i was just jealous i was just like that's what i want i want to feel like this <laughs> i hope they make a bumblebee in 10 years for me yeah and so i you know i don't even know what bumblebee of 2023 is but like i'm sure it exists and it's just like maybe i haven't seen the barbie movie yet. say it might be the barbie movie yeah but I'm I, not, I haven't seen it either i haven't seen it either but i've heard that there is like references to like late 90s stuff and like the writer director is our age so like she knows <laughs> greta knows greta knows all right cool so that's the news anyways that's that's the, <laughs> that's the news i'm old i uh i'm gonna <laughs> just go like have a nap we're, we're getting old we want uh, 90s energy in our TV and movie now. Mm-hmm. And also, West Borland has hor- like just hard dad energy. Yeah. Which is weird to think. <laughs> and Henry Kissinger is in hell. <laughs> Almost for surely, right? <laughs> uh, good All times. Right. All right, Joe, what is this podcast about? Um, it's a TV pod. We take a TV show, watch the first episode, uh, discuss it. And then we make some predictions and skip right to the last episode, watch that and see how we did. And then review the show as a whole to see what we think about it. And if we would want to watch the gooey middle, Ooh, the jelly filled, middle. the jelly filled middle. I'm watching the jelly filled middle of uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel right yeah. now. And I don't, I, I gotta like do something to figure out why I watch TV weird. <laughs> Because I feel like there was a thing, something happened and she like went and hung out with some dude mm-hmm. or whatever. And every time I'm just like, oh my God, you're going to get, someone's going to like hit you or you're going to get like ard or something. You know, like I'm like something bad is going to happen to you really like something really like I just keep thinking something really bad is going to happen like, to her. Do you think she's in danger at all yeah. times? Do you think, do you think this is a, do you think the show's trying to do that or is it just the you thing? I think maybe I just understand that it. She's a woman in like the fifties, okay. like <laughs> yeah, like being outgoing in uh, like a man's world where <laughs> they just are bad. Yeah, like sure. you know all the time. Mm-hmm. But this is a comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and ba- like bad things happen, but they're like mostly f- like she got divorced, and it's like kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so I, I think I'm just like. I've seen things from the. I've seen other things from this timeline, <laughs> and I'm just assuming those are going to happen to her yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. I I also watch some other shows sometimes, and I'm like, I feel like I'm like weirdly stressed about this, and I'm not watching a show like <laughs> I'm not watching a show that should be like this. Yeah, it's season seven, she's just murdered by a serial killer, and then like just carries on without her. Yeah, we find out that that that's not her in this finale that we watched. It was <laughs> yeah. it was like her twin that we never knew about. <laughs> Yeah. So mm. I was just watching. I was like, these these are not. Uh, this is not like a stressful show. Yeah. <laughs> like in reality, but I was making it stressful, and so I feel like I took a break for a couple of days and was like, I gotta center myself and realize what I'm watching. Yeah. And not imprint what I know about the time period. I mean, do you like? Do Do you watch something else to like rinse that out? Well, I guess you're already watching a lighthearted show. So it's not like you would watch something even more lighthearted. <laughs> I mean, I watch like Seinfeld every once in a while just to like, you know, I'm not doing anything. I can put Seinfeld yeah. on. Or, or maybe here's a better question. Are you watching other things that are putting those thoughts in your mind? 
I mean, I yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Everything like, else I watch. Like, I just years. watched, like, uh, also on Amazon, I just watched, like, Gen V, which is, like, the boys spinoff, mm. where, like, anybody at any given second can, like, get murdered or dismembered or, like, something mm-hmm. awful. So, yeah. I'm probably on edge. Okay. Fair. So, tonight... <laughs> What are we doing tonight? Tonight we are watching a little serial killer show. Are we really? We are. Called Mindhunter. Ooh, I've seen this show. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I picked this show because um the director of most of the episodes um is David Fincher. Mm. Um who just had a new movie come out on Netflix called The Killer. Um, and he's just been... There's a lot of podcasts doing David Fincher stuff recently. So I've been watching a lot of the David Fincher movies. Um, and one of the things was uh, he like took a little Netflix break to do House of Cards and um, Mindhunter. And I haven't seen either. Yeah. And I don't have Netflix access, so I thought I might get a little preview here. <laughs> Fair enough. There's Netflix access in this house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen all of this show. All of it. Yeah. Uh, it's got Anna Torv in it, who's the main person in uh, uh, The Fringe. Or Fringe, not The Fringe. Okay. Yeah. In Fringe. So she's great. Um, who the main character? Um, Jonathan Groff. Is maybe that guy's name? That's a familiar name. Um, was he in Rent? Maybe. <laughs> um, but it's uh, what is the show about? I f- I think because there was two. I watched. There's like Mindhunter. Netflix has two shows that are similar. It's this one, and then there's one that's like about like the Unabomber. Oh, okay. And I don't. And I don't think it's called like maybe it's just called like the Unabomber or something. Mm. I'll figure that out later. But this one is, if I remember correctly, it's about like the guy they're setting up essentially like kind of FBI, maybe it's, I think it's FBI, mm-hmm. like ways of catching like serial killers and, and are catching some other things. And so they're going around talking to some serial killers while also trying to like sort of catch them. Gotcha. Like, they, like uh, they're trying to like interview serial killers to be like to get in his brain. Like, why did What's you do doing? this? Yeah, What's uh-huh. this? But then the one main guy kind of goes off script a little bit, and he's trying to like he's like I could see. I'm now I'm confusing it with the Unabomber <laughs> show. Maybe yeah. this one's just about interviewing serial killers, sort of. Yeah, but that yeah, that's my impression is it's about serial killers or it's about some sort of investigation of serial killers and that it's mind hunter because they're like using a new strategy of like trying to get into the mind of the killer and not just what is trying a, to find his next steps. What was a, um, what's his name? Fox Mulder in the X-Files. He was like a really good, like criminal profiler. Mm-hmm. And I think this show is kind of like setting up that kind of stuff in the FBI of like, mm-hmm. Hey, we can like, see what he did and look at previous people and kind of profile this killer and hopefully then connect some things and like maybe learn where he might be next or where he yeah. is or what his motivations are and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. So what do you know about the show at all? Uh, that's, that's it. I haven't seen the show at all. Um, just know that it's um, about 
psychoanalyzing serial killers and that David Fincher was involved. Mm-hmm. He was. Um, do you have any relationship with the movies of David Fincher? Um, I can't even think of them right now, so okay. I can't answer you there. Here, I'm going to... Let's do this quick. Yeah. I'm going to read you... <clears throat> He's got like 10 movies. Okay. Um, with the killer to date. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to read you each title in chronological order Mm -hmm. and you give me just like a one or two word reaction. Got it. Uh, 1992 alien three. Oh, like alien three. Uh, the alien, uh, gets the, um, (laughs) gets like the molten stuff poured onto it and it explodes. Oh, I remember that vividly from that movie. Okay. So positive. Good. Uh, 1995, Seven. Oh, love Seven. All right. 1997, The Game. I don't know if I've seen that. Uh, Michael Douglas is a rich guy who gets a game for his birthday, and it's like a, uh, like an augmented reality thing. No. It's fun. You should check it out. Okay. Um, 1999, Fight Club. Oh, duh. Yeah. I mean, classic. Okay. I love Paul and Nick as well. So like, the the writer of the the actual oh book gosh toxic josh over here uh <laughs> it's like, it's, he's a good it's a good interesting writer. i don't i don't think i signed up for what he writes i'm just saying it's good writing um our food is here should we, maybe we just pause and then edit this yeah I just run up and get okay. it i'll just note it i just heard the door so Lindsay might have just grabbed it but sitting on the cold I didn't realize I knew so many David Fincher movies. I guess yeah. I just really didn't know who was writing these movies that I liked. Yeah. <clears throat> I had thought that too. I mean, I, I was aware, um, but I would just, when I was going through them, I was like, oh, I've actually seen a lot of these. Okay. 2002 Panic Room. I think I can like, I, I don't know if I've seen it, but I know what it is. Yeah, Jodie Foster's in a panic room. That's that's the movie. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Um, Not memorable. And I love Jodie Foster. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that one for the first time this year, and it's great. I think I should watch it again. Yeah. Now that you should. we're there. Uh, 2007 Zodiac. Uh, Is that Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, 2008, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um... I don't know if I've seen it all the way through or even seen it. I just like know. Fell asleep I, part of the way through. I know what happens when you Benjamin Button. Yeah, he uh, he's, he's, he's a little old. Literally the young. other day someone said, oh, is he Benjamin Buttoning currently? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. Okay. That's the legacy of that movie. Yeah. Uh, 2010, The Social Network. Oh, I mean, Joe knows that's fire. Yeah, that's like a top five movie. For yeah, me. that's a great movie. Uh, 2011, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I never saw that movie. I read the three books oh, originally yeah. by Stieg Larsson. Yeah. Uh, great, great books. Uh-huh. Um, that's starring like Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig and uh, Rooney Mara is the 
titular girl the dragon the girl with with some dragons on her tattoos uh (laughs) no i never watched that movie okay i saw it for the first time this year uh my like quick take on it is i thought that the dragon tattoo was gonna play into the plot more (laughs) yeah like i thought like the dragon tattoo itself was gonna be like the solution to the mystery or something nope um (laughs) yeah no um 2014 gone girl uh no okay uh, haven't seen it no seen neither seen it nor read it i think i own the book i just never read it yeah so so no comment the um the the screenwriter is the author so pretty tight connection between the book and the movie that makes me feel better about it at least Mm -hmm. as a one of those weird people that's like the book is normally better i just don't like say that out loud i just think it now because it's pretentious yeah 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 (laughs) but yeah that, that because it's the same writer it's like you know they do the best they can to get everything in all right cool uh 2020 mank never even heard of that i have not seen it i mean it's 2020 it's just it's a black hole of culture as uh the years go on i fall farther and farther out of the zeitgeist when it comes (laughs) to like mainstream movies yeah and then this year 2023 the killer just came out on netflix um you like watching movies about like um assassins it's uh it's cool i'm already interested in it if it's him and it's about maybe killers or something like that yeah because it's i know they made a hitman movie um oh like the video game the, yeah, hitman the video movie? game hitman. okay and i haven't seen that i imagine it's not good yeah i can't imagine it's good but like you can just pretend that this movie the killer is a hitman movie because it's like very like it's an assassin and he's like getting in disguises and like, you know, copying key fobs and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. It's fun. That sounds good. So those are all of them. That's all of them. Yeah. So okay. again, surprisingly, like you've seen a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen like over 50%. And yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think there was one that I've seen that I was like, nah, I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. I liked yeah. them all. Mm-hmm. Good for him. So that's kind of what I'm expecting from, um, mine hunter is, uh, I expect it to be like expertly shot and pretty tight in terms of like pace. Um, but I also like it's, he has this style um, in terms of his visuals that I feel like he's gotten a little bit of a bad rap for it. Um you know um what's the word i'm looking for here granted or not or um like like did he really earn that or yeah did like, he really earn it or not yeah. but like th- he's gotten at some sort of rap where um he's developed this style and now all of the shows on netflix and other like original streaming service shows just kind of look like that yeah um because it's well first because he's like a proponent of like digital filmmaking where like a lot of other filmmakers of his level still use film mm-hmm. um, but he's very much like pro digital um which is cheaper for the streaming services um but that it also is it kind of makes it easier to make it look like quote unquote prestige yeah so like it's just kind of a shortcut for a lot of lesser filmmakers to just like we'll just make it look like a david Fil- david fincher movie and then it's, you know, something that's important, even though it's just like a shitty 
Amazon Prime show or something. Well, I mean, it, things can look like things, but if they don't like, I guess, feel or act like them, mm-hmm. especially in a movie kind of thing, it's like, mm, well, this clearly isn't up to mm-hmm. snuff. Uh, I think Mindhunter is presented very well. I like it. Yeah. So well, should we find out if you like it? Yeah, probably. All right. Um, I looked and I think uh, they, he didn't even he just didn't even name the episodes. They're just like episode one, two, three. Yeah, none of the episodes have. Yeah, so just uh, so we're just gonna go on and watch episode one, and we'll be back after that. Yeah. And we're back. We're done from episode one of Mind Hunter. I have a little bit of a write up there, Joe. Cool. Uh, in 1977, frustrated FBI hostage negotiator Holden Ford finds an unlikely ally in veteran agent Bill Tench and begins studying a new class of murderer. Even though they didn't really do that in this episode. Not quite. It feels like we're still getting set up. They, I think they said some notable words uh, at the end, pointing you towards learning new murderer, but we can get there mm-hmm. when we get there. Um... I guess right away, what were your just kind of thoughts on this first step? Um, it was definitely, um, for better or worse, what I expected. Um, <laughs> okay. In that it was, um, you know, pretty slick production. Um, and, you know, has all of the hallmarks of, like, um, other David Fincher works. Which again is interesting because he doesn't write his own screenplays. He, um, you know, will direct other people's writing. So it's it's all in the script, right? Right. Um, but it's the things that he chooses to write about, which is, um, you know, serial killers, murderers, um, you know, uh, a a young kind of Boy Scout cop and an older gruff veteran. Um, and then like you know, the specific time and place with regard to, um, especially with period pieces, but even sometimes with not period pieces where like you watch something like fight club and it feels very 1999, even though it was like, it wasn't a period piece. He was just making a present day movie. Right. Right. But like you go back and like hear the score and it's just like, Oh yeah, this is very like late nineties. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's the use of music that's very like of the time and place um that really helps set the setting i guess Mm -hmm. so all of that just to say that it's like it feels like a very um like just very well thought out and very well um I'm trying to not say thought out again, but like there's nothing here. That's just like, let's do this because like, that's what good shows do. Or let's, let's do this because it like, you know, we have money to spend. It's like, no, this is like a very specific vision of what he wanted it to look like. Um, and you can like kind of feel that. Yeah. It's interesting for people that might want to like, you know, think like, Oh, I mean, it's called mind hunter. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily scream like, there's going to be like a bunch of action or something. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. a TV show that's like, uh, like trying to figure out murderers and specifically talking about like serial killers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You'd think there'd be, I don't know, maybe some more, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some like action or some gruesomeness 
I guess, to it. Yeah. Per se. And this is, I mean, it's like, like bleak topics, of course. Mm -hmm. And they like talk about a bunch of stuff, but really it's just like a lot of people um, in various rooms, like chatting, like philosophically about things and Mm -hmm. then having arguments with themselves and others, like trying to figure out what they're talking about and going and, and then switching locations and then like having that like kind of exchange then again with like other people that like are different like local cops instead of Mm -hmm. fbi agents or Mm -hmm. like he's holden's talking to his girlfriend that he meets in the beginning debbie Mm -hmm. who's like a college student but she but in like it's an interesting give and take because he he seems i mean he's obviously very smart but he does a good job of being like a uh, lead character where he's like wants to learn a bunch of stuff yeah. and so like hopefully we as like viewers are really interested too and he's like yeah keep talking to him about that mm-hmm. so I can learn more about that because mm-hmm. it is a lot of like <clears throat> uh, not like concrete things so it's very like not whim it's kind of whimsical in mm-hmm. a way yeah it's a little bit free-flowing in terms of like you're not presented with a main character who has got it all together and you're just along for the ride. It's like you're kind of figuring it out as he goes along and like he might be wrong about things. Like I, and I feel like that's, um, I guess that is one of the things that like struck me about this episode is like with like knowing the basic premise of like, it's, the it's the 70s i think it's 70s late 70s yeah um and that they're um intending to use psychology um to investigate serial killers and this is a new type of way of looking at solving crimes um that it kind of feels like you expect there to be a character um who just you know, he can essentially like read minds, right? Like not read minds in like a magical way, but it's like, oh, he's a savant at like, you know, knowing what something someone's thinking and like picking up little clues. You're like looking for a Sherlock almost. Sherlock or like psych. Yeah. Like there's just like a lot of like these types of characters that it's like this person can, you know, he, he can sell his case for like, Hey, you need to look into these things more deeply and think about their psychology because he's able to show you that this works by solving a crime and like finding something that you didn't see. Um, which is striking because at the end of this episode, like the, one of the local cops like brings him a case and is just like, Hey, this is really fucked up. And like, it's clearly not just a regular old murder. Like there was some really fucked up things done. Um, anything you could pull out of this and like he's just sort of like ah, I don't know man <laughs> yeah he's like I'm not I'm not from here and I'll really only know what you wrote down it's mm-hmm. not like I can say like Norm did it because yeah. I don't know because he really just to that cop was like I don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting yeah they don't have that Sherlock character they really do for the most part have a main character that's like I don't know. Can we figure it out? Kind of weird <laughs> that in the end of this one, he did kind of like shut him down that, that local cop mm-hmm. and just was kind of like, whatever. He seemed like he was getting frustrated. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, moving back to the beginning though. Mm-hmm. So we start with Holden being like, he's trying to do like a, he's doing a hostage negotiation. Yeah. 
where this guy has like a gun and some lady and the guy's like trying to get his like wife there mm-hmm. maybe soon to be ex-wife potentially mm-hmm. uh and so holden's trying to like negotiate with the guy and the guy ends up like shooting himself yeah. killing himself mm-hmm. um and then holding gets transferred to just be a, a teacher at quantico mm-hmm. just talking about essentially like criminality yeah again he's an fbi agent he's not just a cop yeah he's an fbi agent so then he's teaching classes but then he also like he was talking to one of some other guy who was were they talking about uh the summer of this sam guy Mm -hmm. right yeah serial killer serial Serial killer killer. yes the serial sam um (laughs) and then they go out and talk and then when he's at the bar then he meets this college student debbie she's Mm -hmm. a post-grad sociology major Mm -hmm. uh and then they like start dating but the more interesting part necessarily about that is their conversation leads him to being like wait a minute i don't understand like all this like different these differing views of criminology and thinking Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. it more like psychoanalysis i guess potentially and then he starts going to i don't know what college it was the local college yeah um but he starts going to the college and then the fbi people are like you can go and we'll pay for you to go get some classes but you have to like try to like pick people's brains and like recruit people Mm -hmm. and uh it's the 70s so no one trusts feds the fbi yeah <laughs> i mean i mean it's 2023 i guess if i was like a cool professor at a college mm-hmm. and some fbi guy was lurking around i'd be like why are you here yeah yeah so it's a pretty like it's a pretty breezy like one two three combo of just expository setting up the scene uh like you get the scene with holden um observing the other professor um at quantico who's just like talking about how we have these serial killers now and like this is a new thing and like trying to figure out what's going on with society that now that we have these these uh serial killers mm-hmm. and then that transitions right into his conversation at the bar with the sociology student where she's saying like hey maybe like criminality is um a result of the breakdown in society um, and the breakdown in order and not the opposite yeah, and well, and even Holden's kind of like, yeah, but what if it's not <laughs> kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. But I think even after he says that, that's the interesting part about, I guess, the main character, where is he pushes back a little bit, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you can see his like gears working. He's, he's interested. Like, yeah. Well, wait a minute. I yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then the last piece again is you know when he does go to that college yeah. and he's interested, um, but like the professor there is not interested in talking to him or working with him because it's the feds. Right. Right. So it's just like right there within, you know, 15 minutes or so you get, um, it's the seventies. There's serial killers. We're trying to look at them in different ways, but also like in this world that he's in, he can't just like go to a college and learn about this. So like, he's got to find another route. He probably could if he like dressed like a normal human while in college and not <laughs> yeah, like went undercover. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't think they'd be like a FBI guys in your class. He could have just wore like jeans and a shirt and went to mm-hmm. class and they mm-hmm. would have been like, Oh yeah, like you're a weird nerd, but <laughs> yeah, sure. He's not really trying to hide that. Yeah. His, uh, his social cues aren't necessarily there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But yeah, it gives you the setting, what he's looking to trying to do, and then why like he has to, you know, go elsewhere to try to figure this out. Yeah. Um, 
and then he just kind of like was in the like cafeteria at Quantico or whatever, and this mm-hmm. older agent Bill comes up and was like, "Hey, what's up? I know who you are. <laughs> uh-huh. You're asking weird questions, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're kind um, of ruffling people's feathers. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I go around the country and talk to like local police departments, mm-hmm. sort of about like this new stuff and this kind of new way of thinking." Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of present with them and maybe you want to do that. Mm-hmm. And Holden seemed like he was like, yeah, I do want to do that. That sounds mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably anything to just like get out of just not teaching. Yeah. Cause he's like, Holden doesn't have like a family or anything. So he's like, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> he's 29. Well, so he's youngish. I also do get the feeling that people kind of, everyone else at Quantico kind of looks at Holden and just like you're just kind of like a joke like you're just like kind of nonsense like you're trying to bring in these ideas and he was trying to do like this demo with his class about like a hostage situation and like play act it and try to get into the mind of what this person with a gun would be thinking Um, and they just kind of um, the the students mostly go along with it, but like there is some other professor or someone in charge who's just like, what are you guys, what are you doing over here? Like having these guys play act like this is nonsense. Yeah. I mean, some of the students went along with it. Some of them also just were like, what if we just shoot him though right now? Yeah. Yeah. There was <laughs> something where it's just like, um, I forget what the piece of dialogue, but he was asking him, he's like, what would you rather just like go in with a gun and kill this guy? And the guy's like, yeah, I would rather just use a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, cause the one guy, the guy who said, I'd rather just like use a gun. Cause uh-huh. he was like, that sounds safer yeah. <laughs> to me <laughs> yeah. than not having the gun and uh-huh. just talking to the other guy with a gun mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense <laughs> sort of, but that's kind of the problem with the police today. Um, <laughs> So, but then he goes with Bill and they end up in Fairfield, Iowa, where they are just teaching these, like this police department or sheriff, I don't know, police or sheriff's department Mm -hmm. about the thing. And their biggest thing that they're teaching is uh, like what happened plus like why it happened would equal who it happened. Yeah. Who did it? Trying to figure out who you need to see what happened and try to think about why they did it in a certain way. And then that might lead you to clues into who it is. Yeah. Um, and that seems like kind of, that was like Bill's basic thing that he's been doing. Mm-hmm. And he, Bill tries to keep it like simple. Um, mm-hmm. Not because like he thinks the cops are dumb or anything, but just because like, just not to overcomplicate anything. And it, it seems like they're only there for a day or two anyway. So it's yeah. not like they're going to be taught a whole ton. Yeah. Um, but then Holden kind of, goes off and starts like being like well you know you got to think about all these other things and we really don't know anything at all Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know and then the cops are there just like well people are just crazy like these are just crazy people he's like but and i mean holden obviously like clearly is making a lot of sense he's like well i mean they're not necessarily crazy like they like maybe snapped but like Mm -hmm. why did they do that think about that and they're like well why would we do that because now they're just crazy yeah yeah why does that matter so like the cops that they're talking to at least here like this is what's happening right now and holden keeps trying to get them to think of the possibilities that led anybody to this yeah or why they would be like this and not necessarily i guess not sympathizing because he brings up like charles manson too at some point uh and, yeah that's an interesting scene um and because he he tries to bring up charles manson's entire like upbringing and clearly about how he was like 
abused and they went to jail and Mm -hmm. like i mean you know did not get rehabilitated to a normal person just kind of got more and more messed up yeah and then when he gets out uh does the whole manson stuff that Mm -hmm. everybody knows Mm -hmm. about but then he's like well you didn't technically kill anybody and they're like he's a crazy like he's psycho blah blah blah. he's like and they're like well they already knew he was nuts because they institutionalized him yeah. But he was trying to be like, well, think about like where's this guy coming from and what made him like this as yeah. to opposed to just thinking that he was fully born like this. It's an interesting scene because it's like it's the Holden's not wrong in saying that there is something here to Charles Manson um, and that it's worth looking into his origins to understand why this happened. Right. Right. But. It's like, there's <laughs> just like a lot of examples of this where it's like, if this hits a little bit too close to home, like people are just going to reject it. And he's, the thing is he's treating this purely as like an academic exercise, right? right. He's like, he's looking at it as just like an interesting case study. Whereas there's like cops in the scene who are just like, I used to work in LA and I like know cops who had to like, you know, examine the bodies. Yeah. So like, don't fucking tell me that this guy had a like troubled childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to feel bad for him. Yeah. 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 Which in like Holden's point isn't to like make people feel bad about him. It's just that like, if we're trying to look at, um, you know, and use some of what we learned from this horrible crime for like future cases, then we need to look at the background. Right. But they're just not ready to hear it like that. And especially because like, they're the way that this is the thing that this reminds me of is it's so it's two federal agents dropping in on a local police department to be like today we're going to talk about like how to solve crimes and like psychology and like it just it feels like like professional development like you got sent to like um you know some sort of like technical training that like you have to show up to but like they're not going to give you anything useful (laughs) yeah they're they're gonna i mean if they're they won't give you anything useful but sometimes it's like maybe if you actually thought about it ruminated a little bit Mm -hmm. maybe you could get something out of it but also like it probably just seems like dumb training. Yeah, this is That's just not... like mandatory training. <laughs> well, and also in this town, like uh, like we said a little bit earlier, like a mother and a kid was like crazy, brutally murdered. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't know who did it or anything. And I don't, I don't know how long ago it had been, but it's kind of recent-ish mm-hmm. in the in the thing. And so there's like news people there when they get there, and they think they're like FBI here to like help solve the case. Yeah, but, um, but really not so much. But that's not why they're there. Yeah. So they're hearing all this stuff about like, uh, they're not they're hearing stuff like sympathize with the killer to figure stuff out. But mm-hmm. really, what they're trying to be taught is like learn from what you're seeing mm-hmm. and analyze and uh, analyze analyze it and analyze and analyze it. Um. And so then also potentially then when things like this maybe happen again, like you kind of go, well, this is weird. Interesting. Like maybe I learned something from the last one, but they have this like fresh thing that they're Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. we don't even know who did this and you're not helping us. Yeah. And then the old guy asks them to help and they just go like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. know. And they're like, well, what what were you just doing this whole time? Have you thought about the why? (laughs) Did you, do you know, because it'll lead you to the who, by the way. 
Uh, it's like that we understand that this is messed up, but yeah. besides like a crazy person doing this, we don't mm-hmm. really have much. Um, <clears throat> which that's cool because that ends up because like Bill's kind of mad, and you we kind of talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. before we started recording, but like Bill's annoyed now yeah. at uh Holden for for just like trying to I guess not trying he's not trying to make things more difficult because he is just trying to like he's really just trying to open up a dialogue yeah for the most part he's still kind of thinking of it as like an exercise like an academic thing yeah um where he's like actually talking to a real cop about a real case yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh but he did do a good thing which i think is the like i mean it subtly did it but i think it opens it up to what they're going to be doing in going forward is bill says like we're looking at like aberrant like behavior Mm -hmm. like unusual behavior that you do not see very often Mm -hmm. and the problem is if we were we have if we were those people that we would like be able to recognize it Mm -hmm. but none of no like normal people aren't that and most people are normal yeah yeah so we don't see it so we can't identify this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um so it's like this weird almost like catch 22 mm-hmm. <laughs> of like we're trying to teach you how to see it but also since you're not it you can't really see it mm-hmm. so what do you do and that was kind of their last conversation like in the car before mm-hmm. like the show ended or the episode ended um and i think that is what then drives them to start letting they go actually interview like serial killers that are that are in ah. jails because that's like now they get to start interviewing these unusual individuals that do this aberrant behavior mm-hmm. to try to figure out why they're doing it or why they did do it. Yeah, that except, makes sense. Except they're weirdos. So yeah, it's it's a long show with a lot of <laughs> ch- uh, chatty conversations that don't go yeah. anywhere. Because uh, I was going to say, it doesn't feel like this first episode kind of feels like a lot of setup. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like, um, like a lot of shows, um, set it up. So the first episode is like a good, like almost like test run of like, here's what a general episode would, will be like, mm-hmm. we're going to go examine this case of the week and blah, blah, blah. Whereas like, this is like a lot of setup of the setting and the characters and like, I wasn't quite sure where they were driving off to at the end of the episode. Like, were they going to um were they just gonna go keep doing this spiel in different towns were they gonna stay in this town and like try to solve this one mystery right um yeah i'm not sure like where they're technically going mm -hmm. right now if they're going to a different town or they're just going back to virginia Mm -hmm. um but that's what they do kind of do the setup from here, from what I remember, I realized that while we were watching the show, I was like, I've definitely seen this show, but mm-hmm. most of my memories, I keep thinking about the Unabomber show. Yeah. So I really don't have a clear understanding, a clear memory of what happens. Mm-hmm. But I do remember is what they do is they use the, the like traveling, going and talking to uh, these, these places. And then they, they happen to be somewhere where, um, I don't know if it's like Gacy or so like yeah, Gacy's in jail over yeah, here or something like that. Convicted killer. And yeah. they go and like get to talk to him for a little bit mm-hmm. too. But then they do the local stuff. But then there's more cops that like are like, Do you know how to solve this case? Mm-hmm. And for the most part they still are like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> what am I? 
smart. I can't figure this out. Uh, but also, then the other thing is, I don't know when she comes in. She's definitely in the third episode, as I'm seeing. But uh, Anna Torv didn't make an appearance either, who's the lady from Fringe. Yeah. Um, and she's a doctor. Dr. Wendy Carr is what her name is. Yeah, because you had mentioned her. And then when the like girlfriend character showed up, I was like, that's not her. That right? was not her. No, no. <laughs> yeah, she she's in episodes a little bit later on but she's like in most of this show so okay um so i don't know where how long i don't know if she's in season episode two or she they wait till episode three to put her in there yeah again kind of a streaming era thing where it's like yeah we can we can bring in more of the main cast like as it makes sense to bring them in like we're, we're dropping all these episodes at once on netflix anyway so like just go on to the next episode you'll see her yeah you'll get you'll get to her you'll get to her yeah oh uh, yeah so i guess that's that's kind of it yeah i think it's interesting it's it's more subtle than definitely more subtle than anything that would be on a week-to-week tv show mm-hmm. uh like release could be because you'd be like wait what is this show about are they just gonna travel around now or yeah. Like you said, are they just hey, is he gonna go back to Virginia and we start over or like Yeah, yeah. Is oh. is yeah, is is that the end of Bill and Holden and then Holden goes off on another route to try to um, you know, pursue his like psychology thing. Yeah. We just watch this guy cheat keep trying to go to schools. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will anyone else work with me? Come on. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you got anything else to say about this? Um, I don't think so. I think overall I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm definitely like um, intrigued to go on to the next episode. Uh, and there's not that many. I think it was like 10 episodes or so. Uh, Season one? In season one, yeah. Yeah, I think there's like 19 total. I just had it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nine in season two and then 19 total. So 10 in season one. So mm-hmm. not that many. They're all between like 40, well, one, like seasons one, episode six is like 34 minutes. And then some of them are like 54. Yeah. So they're kind of, I kind of like it when shows kind of do that. It's almost like a little HBO-y when they just go, this episode's as long as it's going to be. Like the story, this story for this episode has to be this long. So mm-hmm. it's going to be 30 minutes or it's going to be an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing on the IMDb now that this is, this is another um, Fincher book adaptation oh what book was this uh true crime book mind hunter inside the fbi's elite serial crime unit written by uh this guy john douglas who was essentially the holden character mm-hmm. who had like pioneered the like the thought or practice of using psychological profiling to try to find killers because mm. i was wondering how like not necessarily true to life. That's not what I mean. Like I, I understand this is fictionalized and they're probably looking up. Um, they're going to be working on like fictional cases, but I was interested on like, if there really was, if there really was this push within the FBI um, uh, in the seventies, or if this was just something that kind of either came out of academics or, um, or just out of like, separate police departments but it looks like yeah based on at least based on this guy's book and this based on his experiences he was um trying to push this type of investigation in the fbi i wonder if he got it done 
Yeah, I've never heard of the <laughs> FBI trying to profile someone. <laughs> I've never, I've definitely not seen, uh, you know, a hundred movies about an FBI <laughs> agent trying to profile a serial killer. Right. Yep. <laughs> I hope he gets it done one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to do some predictions? Yeah. What do you got? Um, I have that Holden. Um, this is something that happens in Zodiac. Um, I have that Holden solves a case but not enough to convict someone Mm. like he's fully figured out like what, who the serial killer is and how he did it and why it happened, but doesn't have enough concrete evidence to actually convict him. It's all circumstantial, but like he clearly, you listen to him talk and he's like, yeah, that's it. You You know know it. And then from what we've seen, we obviously also know Mm -hmm. he's right. Yeah. Um, my other one is that bill quits. Oh, bill. I think that he's just like jaded with the whole situation and he's just like, I'm out. Okay. I guess I wouldn't even be surprised. This is already season two. I wouldn't be surprised if he's already gone by this episode. Um, three, I think Debbie is murdered. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> just think it, uh, you know, the serial killing in the seventies gets out of hand and it hits a little too close to home. Um, he got too close to somebody. Too close to somebody. Debbie's head's in a box. Who knows? Uh, spoilers for seven. Um, and then my last one, uh, which I think will be fun to watch for, I think there is an impossible camera move. Okay. Um, which is um, something that David Fincher has done, especially with like his use of like digital, is that there's a camera move um, where it looks like just like a, you know, they really set up a camera to do this type of swoop, but then it does something that's like literally physically impossible. Like it goes through a wall or like passes through an, uh, okay. like a tiny keyhole or something. Got it. When it's just like, you think about it later, it's like, oh, that was just digital. They clearly couldn't put a camera through the keyhole. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then into the other room and continue filming mm-hmm, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll look out for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should because it's your point, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I've seen this, but I also don't really remember this. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but so my number one is, uh, there's a famous serial killer interview. Okay. Um, like a real life serial killer. No. Oh, okay. Like someone being somebody. Um, I think a new killer is like born. So like at the end of this episode or during this one, there's probably some killer doing stuff, but it's not necessarily maybe who they're trying to catch or who they know about, you know? Okay. So there's like a side killer or somebody that is like by at the end of this show, at the end of this episode, still killing people. It's so not like con- potentially season three. Yeah. Okay. I think they wanted to do season three mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen. From what I read, it was like they left the door open. Um, but like he, like they, like essentially everybody had to like take a break from like doing this. Um, and then by now there's like, now we're done. <laughs> yeah. So I think the, the door opening is some murderer still around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we see a knife kill, knife kill, knife kill. Okay. Cause we didn't see any kills in this. We didn't see episode, any right? kills. And yeah. I don't know if we do see kills in the show to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like serial killers are, are messed up. So they knife kill. <laughs> okay. So knife kills. And then I think, uh, someone gets a promotion. Oh, good. So I'm all for moving up. <laughs> yeah. Someone becomes a G-man. I don't know. Yeah. Congratulations. Whoever. 
this last episode is just episode 2.9 because he didn't name any of the episodes. Perfect. So, the last episode in season two, which is the last episode of this show. So we will watch that and we'll be back when it's done. And we're back. We're done with the final episode of Mind Hunter. And I literally just had the write up and I pushed the wrong button. Oh, on my no. phone. I got it. It's not a good one anyway. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, the investigation zeroes in on a prime suspect who proves adept at manipulating a volatile situation to his advantage. Okay. I feel like that ended up not being to his advantage. Yeah. <laughs> at all. It's a it's a plot heavy episode, so we'll we'll kind of get into all of it anyway. Yeah. Um. My my first just like overall reactions is that I, I really did like it mm-hmm. um, more than I thought I would. I thought I, I kind of assumed we would just be kind of plopped into the end of a case um, and I'd have to kind of catch up. But um, it was, um, it seemed to be that this case that they were doing in this episode was completely contained to this episode no they were there for a while um like investigating it because like the beginning comes when they're i mean there's 29 deaths Uh, i guess yeah i guess the opening shot is they're already like searching the river for body yeah so we are dropped in the middle of something but so i can't i can see how maybe there are other episodes and even maybe this entire season is tracking this killer yeah but, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that but but like i totally you can totally just drop into this last episode and like see this as like a little mini movie about this case pretty much it's like an hour and 15 minutes long so mm-hmm. it's like almost it's like almost a tight 90 little fun yeah movie. <laughs> it's a tight movie um the the overall is that there's this case when i was surprised by it at the end that it's actually a real case um but it's there's these murders in Atlanta and in the show it said 29, but when I was reading Wikipedia, there was like 30 murders, but somewhere, you know, about 30 murders, most of them being children, um, like young black kids in Atlanta. Um, but like two of them were adults, um, suspected to be a serial killer. And then this last, or yeah, this last episode that we watched, they, um it opens with them it opens with the cops like you know shining a flashlight down into a river um because they had heard a splash i guess and then it's like someone had heard a splash yeah. we don't i guess we don't know whether the cops were like following him but i mean obviously they stopped him like right at the bridge so yeah they had someone had heard a splash maybe a cop had heard a splash um, and then at the same time or close to the same time, there is this man driving across the bridge. Um, and it's this, um, 20 something black man named Wayne, Wayne Williams, Wayne Williams. Um, and they, they have this scene with him where the cops and, and the FBI agents that we saw in the first episode, um, were questioning him and he's being nothing but suspicious. <laughs> 
if I was a little boy, I wouldn't be on this bridge at night. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just saying stuff like, you know, like, oh, we heard a splash. Like, did you know anything about that? And he's just like, what? Like, I dropped a kid in there? And <laughs> you're just like, uh, what? <laughs> why, would, why would you uh, say it like that? <laughs> yeah, he's just being like, you know, not suspicious in the way of just like, what? I didn't do anything, but just suspicious in the way of like, this guy is way too comfortable and <laughs> saying things that like sound suspicious and he should be concerned as like, he should be a guy that's like, listen, this isn't the way it looks. It's not the way it looks. <laughs> um, but instead he's just like, what? There's just a rope in my back seat. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I bet all y'all have rope. <laughs> you don't keep an extra pair of gloves. <laughs> yeah, he was very suspicious there. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah. So then, the episode. Um. They they don't have anything in that moment to tie him to anything really. I I mean, they don't even really have a body that they supposedly think he dumped. They right? have a uh, suspicion of a herd splash. Yeah. This guy was driving a car and they heard a splash and a, and a weirdo that they're talking to. But yeah. And he that. seems, he seems weird, but like, otherwise there's no reason to keep him. Um, they can't even like detain him, let alone like arrest him. There's nothing there. Um, so, but they know who he is. They're keeping an eye on him. Um, I don't know how much we need to get into like the kind of middle of the episode. It's just kind of they, you know, they show up at his house to question him some more. He says more like creepy, suspicious things. <laughs> yeah. Um. The essentially the thing behind this Wayne guy is that he is a uh, he describes himself as a Renaissance man in that he has interests in a lot of different arts and projects. Uh, he's a photographer. Um who like shoot stuff for the police, I guess. Um, uh, but then he also is interested in getting into the music industry. Um, and he's out on like street corners, like handing out flyers to like young black kids because he's, he says he's trying to find the next Jackson five, but yeah. he has nothing to show for it. He has no, like he's never put together a music group. He's never written a song or anything. doesn't have any like recordings yeah. of kids singing songs, even though he rents out record space. Yeah. Um, and then there's just a bunch of, you know, um, circumstantial evidence of, again, the the music connection and a lot of these kids were interested in music um, and that he there's something about fibers of the carpet that were potentially found with one of the bodies or something or at least a similar type of carpet. Yeah, because they had like green carpet in their house mm-hmm. and then dog hair. And there yeah. was dog hair. They found like dog hair in his car when they originally stopped him. Mm-hmm. And then when they stopped at this house, there was a dog there. Yeah. There was a rope in his backseat the night that they questioned him, but they never found the rope again after that. Um, then there was one of the murders. I think it was one of the adults who was murdered. Um, there was, uh, there was some sort of witness who had seen the murder victim like talking to, a person that they didn't recognize and uh, they did a, like a, a sketch and the sketch kind of looks like Wayne. It looks like Wayne wearing a hat. looks like Wayne wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> but again, but like we know, just, but we know Wayne don't wear hats. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's just kind of a, you know, a young black man with glasses in Atlanta. Like yeah. how many people could that be? Uh, I, the, the point is like that, um, Holden, 
um, is sure that this is the guy. Yeah. Um, that this guy's a serial killer that they just need to find. Um, they just need to gather enough evidence because the, um, you know, the people who are in charge, I, I don't know if it's like the DA or whoever, but like they're, um, they're not going to charge this guy unless they have something solid. Um, there's mention about something about there is like a previous case or something and like they charged someone, but they, it wasn't actually them. And so they, they got a lot of bad press. Um, but uh, yeah, essentially that like, you know, you can't, you're not going to charge someone unless you can, you're pretty sure you're going to get a conviction, right? Yeah. It's, it's a huge mess and a huge waste of resources if you charge this guy or any guy. Um, well, they had like a big thing cause they were like, well, last time you did this to like a black guy in mm-hmm. Atlanta, like there was riots. Yeah. And then they also on the other side were like, well, if you charge like a white guy f- for this, then there will like also, also be, be riots. riots. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you gotta be sure. Yeah. Either way. Like you cannot take this lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the middle chunk of the episode is just them like continually getting, you know, closer, but still nothing solid. And Wayne continuing, continuing to seem like a killer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just at least a creeper nonetheless. Yeah. 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 Um, But then, so like after that is like, they do finally like get at least some form of warrant or something to be able to bring Wayne in mm-hmm. um, for questioning, for yeah. questioning. And they took like, like samples of DNA samples and stuff. Yeah. And they went to his house, but I think when they went to their house, did they notice like the carpet was changed? Yeah. Most of the, well, yeah, it looked like he'd ripped out all the carpet, but then they were able to find like a piece of, like this little mat. Yeah. yeah, That was still left behind. Yeah. Which seems like a very odd over, like crazy oversight. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that'd be interesting. So they do all that. And then they're like, okay, but then it gets out that he was like, they called him in for these murders. And so then Mm -hmm. there's just a ton of press and everything. Mm Mm-hmm outside of his house at all times and obviously the cops are just in front of his house now all the time yeah um and then like wayne goes after days of this probably mm-hmm. wayne just like leaves the house drives away just a litter a literal parade of like cars following him just wherever he's going mm-hmm. and then he goes to the mayor's house yeah like, just goes and parks out in front of the mayor's house and just like starts honking his horn and it's like why are you doing this? Yeah. Cause this is full on in the press now. Like, yeah. He's been named as like suspect a person number of one, basically, yeah, uh-huh. even though he hasn't been charged. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so now there's pressure on the mayor, the DA to like, well, if this is the guy you should charge him or charge somebody. Right. Yeah. Um, and so again, it's still like the FBI, they don't have, they don't have the evidence quite yet, but then while they're like standing there outside, uh, Atlanta PD shows up and goes in and arrests him. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I literally think that was because they were like, "Oh, Wayne's really like he's got all, all this hubris and he's whatever," and they think he's kind of a weird guy. Mm-hmm. I still kind of think Wayne did do it uh, <laughs> now because now I just think that Wayne like went to the mayor's house like and pissed the mayor off, and then mm-hmm. the mayor was like, "All right, go arrest him then." That's definitely I think I mean, the implication at least. Yeah, the implication from the show is that he Yeah, I don't know about real life Wayne, by the yeah, way. I'm just yeah, only yeah, yeah. I'm only uh-huh. in. Um 
the implication from the show is that Wayne, um, you know, was tired of the scrutiny. Um, and so he, you know, went to the mayor and brought it at the feet of the mayor and the mayor is just like, fine, then I'll arrest you and, you know, put pressure on the DA who put pressure on the cops to, you know, get enough evidence in front of the grand jury and convince them and then, you know, make an arrest. Yep. Um, what they, the details that kind of lay out, um, between the cops and the FBI at the end there is that they, they have enough or they were able to get enough evidence, um, for two of the murders that they felt confident charging out of the, out of the 29 that we knew about in the show. Yeah. uh, Of the 29. And these two were like the only two like adults. Yep. Um, the one of them was, um, the one who was found in the river after the splash when he had drove past the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one was just like another adult, I guess. And maybe that was the one where that like had the sketch that kind of looked like him. Yeah. Maybe it was, maybe, I'm not sure. Maybe not. But those are the two that they were charging him with. They keep saying that like, there may be other charges, um, you know, brought against him later, uh, for any of the child killings. But the important thing is we got him off the street and we got him for these two. Um, The complication with that is that there's, and they, you know, illustrate this in a scene with Holden um, and the mothers of the children who were murdered, who it seems like they know him from before. Yeah. I've seen like the main mother he was talking to. She's Mm -hmm. in like, like a couple episodes like Pat before that, like the thumbnail. So that's why they've definitely been there talking to them Mm -hmm. and Holden's probably been involved with them being like, we'll catch this guy. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, which, you know, did they, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, but yeah, about the the woman now. Yeah. So he's talking to the mothers and essentially, you know, he shows up to kind of, you know, cause now they have a conviction. So he's leaving Atlanta to go back to DC or wherever he's originally from. Um, and he's essentially, you know, just kind of, you know, greeting them to be like, all right, see ya. Like, glad we could like bring some justice here. Uh, but they're just like, Hey, this Wayne Williams guy, like, I don't know about this, like two adult murders, like maybe, but like he for sure did not kill my kid. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. That lady was like, he did not do this. He did not. Yeah. This guy is not a killer of children. Um, and there is some of this strewn out through the episode of like, um, that he just doesn't fit the profile of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there are slight connections to Wayne and the two adults that were murdered potentially, which would make it so that he's not just like a random serial killer. He killed these people because he had some sort of history with them. And then therefore these other 27 kids that were murdered, um, who don't know each other at all. They're just all just kids (laughs) Um, that there is someone out there who um, killed them and that the city is acting like there is justice for all the 29 of these murders, but the mothers are just like, no, (laughs) it's like, they didn't even get, they didn't even get like, him on like one kid so because it's like if you can maybe get at one kid yeah then maybe you can kind of like okay well then it's probably all the rest of them because like a person that kills kids doesn't really kill adults yeah i mean they do but Mm -hmm. like not we're talking about 
TV TV killers here. They're yeah, just going to be yeah. killing kids, you know. Yeah. Um and so that's kind of the like well, and then the one other piece is that the other FBI agent who I didn't catch his name, but Oh, uh Jim Barney. Jim Barney. Um who's also working with Bill and Holden who we met in the first episode. Um he has this lead on there's this like the other house that they were investigating that I, I didn't catch all the details, but there was something about there was all these Polaroids of like young kids. Um, but for some reason when they were entered into evidence, like all the pictures of the kids were gone and that there, it seems like there was something there that like was possibly a lead for these murders that they could have investigated there, but something was mishandled within the evidence um, yeah, with, within like with Atlanta AP. PD. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. because yeah, um, he kind of because when uh, Holden and Jim were talking, and Jim was saying like all this stuff kind of seems like this person may actually be the person who killed these people, and this mm-hmm. is definitely not like a Wayne. This is not Wayne. This is we don't know who this is, but it's mm-hmm. not Wayne. Yeah, and so Holden was like, "Yeah, go look into all of this, but like don't tell anybody here." Yeah, because they've obviously mishandled this and somehow they did it on purpose yeah that's that's as far as the show goes yep um i like just scanned the wikipedia real quick because again i just like at the end found out that this is a real case yeah and i wanted to see how like in in real life was it really as um ambiguous whether this guy like was the killer of all these children or not and i didn't read into that because i don't know that that's regardless of if he really did it or not i don't know that that's as interesting as just talking about what they were presenting in the show yeah but to have some context like the the um theory that um wayne and his lawyers like are still pushing uh, um because he's he's still in prison he's in prison for life um but like the the theory that they're pushing is that there potentially was some involvement with um, the KKK and the Atlanta PD and the Atlanta PD covered it up. But this was really a like like a racist like KKK killing of these like 27. Children. OK, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny, which I mean, interesting if that's real life, because uh, Wayne did like say that in the show. Mm-hmm. He was like, he's like killing black kids. He's like, <laughs> He's like, you think black people are killing black kids? Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't why don't you look at the KKK? Is like mm-hmm. literally what he said. And yeah. then Holden was like, well, typically, uh, people kill uh, people of the same color. Yeah. And it was like, okay, guy. yeah, yeah. There was another thing too where they were because another he was previously um, arrested for impersonating a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that like he was doing that because of his like you know job as a photographer that he was you know just trying to get closer to like the cases or whatever seems like he was doing a little like uh jacob jacob gyllenhaal nightcrawler yeah action. yeah that's definitely reminded me of nightcrawler yeah. um but they were trying to say like oh like it would be totally it would totally make sense for you to like try to impersonate a police officer to try to get a kid in your car yeah like i i think like you could potentially argue that, mm-hmm. but then my like real life brain goes like, I don't necessarily, you know, know how many like f- 13 to 15 year old, like, like black kids in mm-hmm. probably Atlanta at this time would probably really even want to deal with cops. Yeah. 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 Even any 15, 13 mm-hmm. year old kids, like I don't, no one really thinks cops are cool. Yeah. 
it's it's more of a coercion thing like yeah um but that's what they were saying is like oh you probably impersonated a cop to get the kids, kids in, in your car and, and he's stuck. like and he was just like well you know who'd be really good at that what if just a real cop did that yeah <laughs> right which like got a point which i mean if it was a real cop and then all this uh in evidence like went mm-hmm. away yeah because like they pointed like when they talk when jim and holden were talking about like oh, a lot of evidence is missing they like kind of looked up yeah stairs as mm-hmm. like hmm, it was mishandled somehow from up yeah. there but that's again going back to the show um that's as far as the show goes. Yep. They don't implicate anybody else. There's no other suspect. There's no alternate theory. They only just go as far as, okay, there's no hard evidence for Wayne and any of the child murders. Um, and it doesn't seem to make sense that he would have murdered all these children. And there's other potential leads that were maybe not followed. Yeah. So like, of this veneer of justice that the city and the mayor are putting out that like, we got our guy like case closed. Um, it's a little bit unsettled and not just, I mean, there's uh, two tragedies of that. Like one that like, um, this Wayne guy is being implicated for though, though never officially charged or convicted. Um, he you know is kind of implicated in these other 27 murders and implicated as a serial killer when he maybe maybe wasn't yeah um and that the families of the victims of the 27 never got justice because the case was just closed as soon as they got wayne yeah that's really weird Mm-hmm. That is really, I mean, that just seems weird. They're like, oh, we have enough to close the case, though. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of like the bleak um, worldview of this, like, Mindhunter world. Is that the kind of setting out is that, like, yeah. I, I'm taking from, again, the main characters are FBI agents, right? Mm-hmm. And so their job and, like, what their passion and drive is for is... Um, finding the killer, understanding his mind and getting in there. And then in this last episode, they get into the mind of this guy and they don't even really know if it was him. Right. I think that's the important part. I, I think the, um, the stuff about, you know, maybe it was the KKK and having to do the APD or whatever. I think that's all kind of, it's just kind of a side to this. Yep. I think the thing that the show is trying to get across is like these guys, we're trying to dip into this guy's mind and because, and they invested so much, like there's stuff with like, I don't even know what happened, but like Bill like lost his family somehow. Like his wife left him at the end. Yeah. There's some very side stuff. I th- I think his wife just, he's gone all the time and stuff. I, I can't yeah. really recall. Cause like I said, we're watching this. I was like, I've seen this show and I do not remember this last episode at yeah. all, which is a great episode. So I can't believe I don't really remember it. Yeah. And so, you know, Bill potentially lost his family it doesn't seem like Holden has a lot going on. He's just kind of in, in an empty apartment by himself. Yeah. Debbie's dead are gone. And yeah. then that uh, the elusive Anna Torv is like in three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Just three seconds of the episode. And just kind of like standing around yeah. in like no idea wherever she is kind of thing. So yeah. yeah. But it's so these people, in, including Anna Torv now, have poured their lives and, you know, there have been a cost to their lives in this case. Um. And for what? Did they even find the guy? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Like, what was it all for? Right. 
Yeah, it's also interesting too because and maybe the dichotomy of Holden from first episode to this one mm-hmm. where he's like asking a million questions about stuff and he seems like really bright and active and like like very interested in learning and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then t- toward near the end of this one, he's like so just like tunnel focused on the fact that it's definitely Wayne, like no matter what. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And then I think once they like get him Mm-hmm. sort of and but they don't they don't get him like the apd picks him up yeah and then he has the talk with like jim and stuff he's kind of like huh then like you can see you can see like all the re- the reasons why he should doubt like this mm-hmm. like thing that he's been doing where he's been saying like question and do anything and ask all these questions and do stuff and like kind of like learn mm-hmm. and then he kind of like he didn't get rid of it but seemed like he just got so narrowly focused mm-hmm. at the end i was like holden maybe you lost your way but also yeah, like yeah. there's so much red tape and stuff of everybody else working around because of this high profile because they said it was the highest profile case in like america mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. so interesting like not really a win for any of those people like you said yeah yeah there's a resolution but like no real victory the, the the phrase victory lap is said twice in this episode um uh, once where um i think it was one of the mothers saying like oh yeah the mayor's doing a victory lap and then another time when um the fbi sends a plane to go pick up um bill and uh holden bill and holden take them back to dc and then bill's just like yeah it's over like we solved it like get on the plane let's take our victory lap and holden's just kind of like well because the mom <laughs> doesn't just say the Mayor's doing a victory lap. She says, you don't, you're not, that's, that's a victory lap and you're not supposed to do that until it's over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, uh, Wayne's not even like convicted. Yeah. Of yeah anything he's just, yet. he's just charged. Yeah. And so the mom's like, you're telling me we're done and he's doing a victory lap mm-hmm, and you're not even, mm-hmm. it's not even over yet. Yeah. You're not even doing anything for our kids. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. It's yeah. It's pretty interesting. Do you, <laughs> We have one other thing about mm-hmm. this episode to talk about, and that's the very end. Oh, yeah. It's very <laughs> sideways. Um, there's just a uh, um, there's a guy in a hotel um, who's he's got some things going on. He's, like, wearing, like, women's lingerie, and he's also got a weird mask on. That's like a baby mask. Yeah, so he's got, like, a baby like mask. A lady baby mask. And then he's got newspaper clippings of several women who've been murdered. Um, and like IDs and stuff like so yeah like clearly like he has like his trophies yeah he's got like trophies from them um and then there's some like uh some autoerotic asphyxiation going on (laughs) and then it ends (laughs) and then it ends um from the again from the wikipedia it seems like that is the btk killer like again another real life killer okay um so potentially if they were gonna do a season three that would have been yeah i wonder if that's what that was was like a teaser for next season yeah Uh, unless it was shown in the uh um other episodes in season two they did mention btk in the first episode and was it in the first episode god i think it was I think it might have been this episode because I think they were this talking. This episode it was very long, yeah. so it was maybe at the beginning of this episode. I think it was the beginning of this episode because they were talking about um, like motives, and they were saying that like, oh yeah, yeah, BTK like it was sexual in his motive, but it wasn't 
like he didn't, sexual assault. Yeah, he didn't do sexual stuff to his victims. Yeah, but it like was sexual for him. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that was this episode. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was just the end. It was very like like oh god, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, the rest of this episode wasn't like nightmarish enough. Then you just left me with the guy with the mask mm-hmm. choking himself on a doorknob. Mm-hmm. Cool. It seems like, I, I mean, I guess I get that they're trying to tease something <laughs> for season three, but it just felt very, very tacked on and like, you didn't really need that. <laughs> Literally could have been the cold open to season three. Yeah. Or just because I, I just felt like the ending of holden by himself in his um you know apartment watching this press conference and realizing that like you know maybe all of this was for nothing and there's no justice here like i think that that is a powerful closing right and it's yeah it's one of those things it's like shows always tack on for some reason they tack on these weird things where if like we're gonna continue we we have to like have a thing Mm -hmm. to like make you like want it or whatever Mm -hmm. But it's just like even the ending of him just like basically being like, Ugh, I mean, we got a guy with two. Did we do it? Was it even the right guy? Like mm-hmm. just knowing that you can see that he's like kind of in anguish about how this all ended up. Like mm-hmm. boom. And it's like, okay. You know, like it ended, but it's not like final already. Yeah. And then that I always think about like Dexter when he like went into the storm mm-hmm. and presumably died. And then they had to be like, now he's in Alaska for like the last two minutes for like no reason. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't need it. Like if he's alive, just make him be alive in the literal Dexter reboot that you did like years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you didn't need to do that. Yeah. My my read from the Holden perspective is that even though he was sure that it's Wayne and, um, you know, was pursuing him as if he was the killer. Yeah. I think he was still holding out for that. He's eventually, you know, he follows enough leads. He's eventually going to find that piece of hard evidence to validate him that he was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then, then he doesn't and doesn't never gets the chance to. Um, and I feel like that is just like the open door for him. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, it's also it's also it's one of those things. It's it, it's good because it adds so many questions because it's like, yeah, Wayne maybe did also then kill b- those two adults. Yeah, I mean, if they had enough to charge him, like there was at least something there. Yeah, and then it's the interesting fact of like, okay, well, then you just close twenty seven dead kids yeah. like uh-huh. murders for <laughs> that just happened around the just, same time. Yeah, it's <laughs> in the same location ish. Uh huh. You just decided, like, those don't match just mm-hmm. because Wayne, like, handed out flyers to kids. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he obviously also killed 27 kids on top of two adults. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Uh, you going to watch the rest of the show, Joe? Uh, man, if I can, like, you know, find fifteen ninety nine or whatever per month or something to get only, back into Netflix. I mean, it's only... <laughs> you only got 17 episodes left. You could pay fifteen ninety nine for one month. <laughs> and yeah. watch one episode a day ish <laughs> and you could cancel after one month i wonder how much get a new e- just get a new email address get, and get, so a, get free a free trial, trial. <laughs> i wonder how much um this show is on like dvd or something i <laughs> bet they have a dvd i of this bet show? this show is not on dvd <laughs> the price is probably about 15.99 <laughs> 
worth it. Then I get to keep it forever. Maybe it's on like uh, freebie or something. Yeah, I mean, that's probably not. Uh, there's definitely there's a definite possibility that this is on like Pluto TV, yeah. just like a billion ads. Yeah. Uh, should we see how we did? Yeah, because I mean, I've already seen this show, so okay. I, I, I would watch all of it. Yeah. Um, I said a famous serial killer is interviewed, and no. Yeah, yeah, no interview really. No interview. They did that in season one, and I didn't know what they did in season two, and they did not do that at all. This one. Mm-hmm. Um, I said a new killer is born. Yeah, I uh, mean that ending thing is kind of what I was kind of poking at. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was doing. So I'm gonna take that point. Uh, but then I said there would be a knife kill, and we also like again like didn't see any kills. Yeah. In this episode, so none there. And then I also said someone gets a promotion. And I think they basically, they got a private plane ride back home. Yeah. Yeah. Close. (laughs) (laughs) They got promoted to the sky, (laughs) but I guess I'll take my one point. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go out of order just to like get the ones that are for sure out of the way. Okay. Um, I said an impossible camera move and I was really watching, but I didn't really see anything flashy. So I didn't notice one that popped into my brain but Mm -hmm. i i will admit that i wasn't fully paying attention to impossible camera moves yeah but i trusted you to tell me when it happened so yeah so nothing for that uh debbie is murdered we didn't see debbie so i think she's just gone i'm i'm pretty confident she's alive yeah um i have bill quits um which no bill's wife quits am i right yeah (laughs) see ya bill um and then my last one is Holden solves a case, but not enough to convict. I mean, I'll totally give that to you. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if anything, I'm led to believe once again that, like, Wayne probably potentially killed two adults. Yeah. And then someone else murdered 27 kids, mm-hmm. if anything. Uh, but Holden didn't really have the evidence, which is why they were still sitting around until the L- the APD just arrested him anyway. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, we don't have enough evidence. So even in Holden's mind, he's like, I know it's this yeah. guy, but I don't have enough. Yeah, he didn't have it. So, yeah, it, it seems by the end, the prediction worked out in my favor. But I thought that my prediction was going to fail either by he does solve the case or he's completely wrong and it wasn't this guy at all. Yeah. Uh, if either of those things happened, then like uh, I think my prediction would have been wrong. But yeah, he had enough. He he solved it. He figured it out. But he he himself could not convict. But APD was able to convict. So yeah, but I mean, on what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least for two of the murders, they convicted on carpet, maybe. Because mm-hmm. no one else, I bet, has that kind of carpet. Yeah, around. that's another thing. Is like, um, that I you know will dig into in the Wikipedia, etc. Like. Yeah, even for these two murders, w- did they get something more substantial than... I thought they said at some point, which is weird that they said they only nabbing him for these two murders, because mm-hmm. I really thought that they said that they had like matched like 14-something to like green carpet or, mm-hmm. like, or like dog hair or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like they had well... They said something that they had well over two matches to like one of the dog hair or mm-hmm. the carpet to things. Yeah, yeah. But then they were like, we'll get them for the adults. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, what? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, definitely a point there. Mm-hmm. So All one right. then. One. All right. Once again, me and you 
doing a short podcast like normal. Other <laughs> <laughs> people will start being able to know, be like, oh man, this one's long. It's Josh and Joe. <laughs> it's just Josh and Joe. Just letting us cook. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this long one, though. Uh, let us know what you thought about this show because I, I liked it if you've seen it. Um, until, and so, you know, someone uh, Venmo Joe $15 so he can watch <laughs> it because he doesn't have Netflix. Joe, you can just come over here and sit <laughs> sit down and watch one episode. Just let it roll. Just let it roll. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. If you want to send us show suggestions or tell us what you think or whatever, you can at FNLpodcast on the Gmail, on the Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, raise some stars on whatever you're listening to. That'd be great. Apparently it helps. So uh, thank you. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Everybody, everybody be coughing. Yeah.